What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. I apologize for the stuffiness. The seasons are a-changing. And uh, as it's getting colder, my sinuses seem to just expand and close my nasal passage to make it as hard as possible to breathe. So I apologize if I'm really crappy at uh, the way I sound, but it is, I mean, the joys of living in the Midwest, and I just, I just can't wait for practice in the, uh, the 20 degree weather, whatever the hell it's going to be for the next two weeks. <laughs> and then on top of that, going down and playing at World Cup at a, uh, a totally different temperature and atmosphere, I'm sure that's not going to get me sick. That's going to be fun. But Enough of my bitching. This episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball. You guys have heard me talk about uh, Mike and all of his quality headgear. I promise you, it's great stuff. He has uh, right now. He has some some Gucci some Gucci print that's going out. It's uh, like Gucci print in in between these uh, these kind of uh, diagonal stripes. It's really cool looking. Go check it out. Charm City Paintball on Instagram as well as Facebook. Hit him up. He is also down for uh, for collabing with any teams or players for making some custom stuff. It's anything he makes is usually around uh, ten headbands or head wraps or less. So it's all it's all limited runs. It's great, great quality. Great guy too, by the way. Um, so hit him up, Mike at Charm City Paintball. Let him know that uh, Carl from the Playing On podcast sent you over there. So, thanks, Mike. We are also brought to you by Carbon Paintball, the makers of the SC and CC line for packs, jerseys, pants. Uh, I wear the base layer. You guys have heard me talk about that as well. Um, I, I'm a firm believer of if my knee pads and my elbow pads stay in place, I'm a happy camper. And uh, and with these carbon uh, this carbon base layer, it does so. They do so. They stay in place. <laughs> anyway, it's it's been great. I mean, the compression gear is amazing. Um, it's not constricting. It's it's breathable. My knee pads stay in place. It also has uh, some hip protection. The uh, the the top layer has the uh, just the right amount of padding on the elbows. It's got a little bit on the on the um, on the ribs too, but it's it's great, man. It's a great company, Carbon Paintball. Make sure you guys check them out. If you do decide to go over there and pick up anything, make sure you use promo code capital T P O P, and you will get ten percent off your entire order. And uh, and if you guys uh, any if you guys have any questions or inquiries about uh, team sponsorship or products or anything like that, make sure you hit me up to Carl at CarbonPaintball.com. Uh, thank you to Carbon. And we are also brought to you by Planet Eclipse. Dude, Planet Eclipse coming out with the killer markers year after year. Uh, CS2 this year. It's early. I'm doing this at like 6 in the morning, um, so I'm a little out of it. But uh, it shoots butter. 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 Um, and also the Emac. If you guys haven't shot one of those, holy shit, those things shoot sweet. 
I, I enjoy thoroughly shooting that thing in all types of weather, in all types of scenarios. I'm still trying to convince Bruno to bring it out onto the tournament field at World Cup. We'll see how well that goes over. <laughs> it's not working too well. But uh, but anyway, Planet Eclipse makes amazing stuff. And uh, not only markers, but they also have all kinds of soft goods over at planeteclipse.com. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys check them out. Great company, great people. Thank you, Planet. Thank you to all of our sponsors. This episode is with Patrick Gleason, uh, also known as Patty. He he messaged me uh, a, a while back and kind of gave me a rundown, uh, just just saying that he had a cool story. I didn't really know who the guy was. He's he is a he's one of the newest guys on Seattle Thunder, and um, and I really did not know too much about him, other than I checked out his Instagram and he's just lifting heavy things left and right, and he's just jacked. But uh, but yeah, he said he had a uh, he said he had a really interesting story, and um, I that that I really needed to hear it. And I you know after talking to him and, and, and doing this podcast, I was like, man, it's just crazy the the different lifestyles and, and lives that people go through that you think you know about or you you hear about, but. Man, until you until you hear it firsthand, you really have. It's tough to kind of get a grasp on uh, on the different lives that people live. And you know, fortunately, he's doing uh, he's doing amazing. He has completely turned his life around. I think this was a this was a great podcast, and I had an amazing time. And then uh, yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoy. And this uh, this episode is with Patrick Gleason. What's up, man? Nothing much. Just trying to be the best version of me, man. Every day. Every day. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm uh, living life. Trying yeah. to figure out this Ohio weather right now. It's like, for the past couple days, it's been like 82 degrees and humid. And then tomorrow, it's supposed to be like 59. And Dude, Ohio, you get every single season all in one week all the time i feel like that's how it is almost up here too it's been an adjustment for sure yeah it's like today was foggy like you couldn't even see and then by like three was sunny <laughs> <laughs> well you're uh you're where right now i'm in renton washington so gotcha. about 15 20 minutes south of seattle okay are you a uh, native of the northwest Pacific Northwest. No, I'm born and raised on Maui. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, born and raised Maui, and then actually we just moved up here um, in February. Oh wow! So very recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's been a crazy year, man. It's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what's I mean, what is it like growing up on uh, on islands in the middle of the ocean and and trying to play paintball and living in general right um a lot of things uh it's obviously great like uh growing up and going to the beach and i mean 
same things, sports and stuff like that, but you're on an island. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like growing up, there's either two types of people. Like, I had friends that, that were always going to be on the island. You yeah. know, that was their home. And then, like, my sister, she was out of there, and she lives up here. So that's kind of, like, my ties to up here. But as soon as she was 18, she was gone. And then... I got a little island fever too, so I needed to go and experience some things as well. Yeah. Which this isn't my first time off the island mm-hmm. living, oh, but okay. um, it's fun. It's fun. Paintball's small on Maui. Yeah. Um, I like probably in the early two thousands was the heyday of it, but it kind of died down, and then it's kind of like on a rebuilding right now. Mm-hmm. And Oahu has kind of a bigger scene. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted that's that's on my bucket list is to go to Hawaii, uh, Hawaii. So you should go. I just saw the dates next July for the Hawaiian Legends. They oh, just really? had their first one this year, and I guess it was a you know a lot of fun. Yeah, big, uh, big success, and so they're going to do it next year as well. Well, I have a lot of opening uh, opening time next year to be able to go to these uh, these random events everywhere. <laughs> I know, man new beginnings though it is that's i mean that's how i'm that's definitely how i'm looking at it you know it's it's something that paintball means a lot to me obviously if you you know i mean anybody who listens to the podcast hopefully can understand my passion for the sport and um you know what it's meant to me and and how it's kind of built my character i feel and uh you know I, i i really i really wish i could give back to paintball as much as it's given to me and um so I'm 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 not totally gonna be gone away from everything. I'm gonna try and keep my my toe dipped in the water, um, but uh, but yeah, I I, I don't want to be tied down. Not that not that being the reason why I don't want to play paintball, uh, being pro anymore or anything like that. It's just kind of it's gonna be it's gonna be nice not to have certain obligations to to you know to to do this and gotta be here at this time and this and do this and make sure this and rather than. Uh, do I want to go there? Okay, I'll see if I can go. If I can't, and eh, no big deal. I'll, you know, spend some time with my family and maybe take a take another vacation that's not paintball or something. Which is nice, though, right? Having that option. Oh but, yeah. But uh, I don't think I think once you're in the game, though, I don't think you ever truly leave. No. I don't know. In yeah. my in my experience, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I see so many people come and go and then take some years off. And I mean, I did that too, but, mm-hmm. and then it's in your blood though. It's like, Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I, well, I, I just had really. a, I had a uh, podcast yesterday with, uh, with sewers mm. and I was talking to him about, yeah, in 2000, 2000, end of, end of 2009, halfway to 2013, I took this like hiatus. Oh, where yeah, that's right yeah paintball wasn't a priority for me anymore not necessarily a priority it's just what there was there were higher priorities outside of the sport that needed it needed to be taken care of and addressed and um now it's gotten to that point for me where it's like a for sure thing my body's i'm not getting any younger or anything like that i feel like i still feel like i'm in great shape i feel like i'm i can you know i can keep up and everything i just think it's just kind of that that timing and that that feeling of where you know it's just Something else oh, is going on. Oh, you can keep on. up, bro. You're fast as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How's um jujitsu? Oh, dude, I love it, man. Yeah. Oh, it's it's awesome. I I uh, is that 
free up some time for you to kind of pursue that or mm -hmm. yeah yeah actually you know and i me being as competitive uh as i am just as a mindset uh i i plan on competing for sure in in jujitsu at some point uh right now i'm just trying to absorb and learn as much as possible and and um and just kind of see where it takes me in my individual journey anyway right did you watch the fights this last weekend i did i did so good it was pretty nuts it was <laughs> jujitsu wins right i guess I you, you can kind of say that it was a good one i don't i don't i wouldn't say that connor was in his at his best like not because he lost but i mean just the kind of way that he held himself like I so before the fights I, I went back and I watched uh, Khabib's uh, couple fights before this and then I went back mm -hmm. and I watched Connor's couple fights before this and I watched a couple of Connor's fights where he was dumb like the the, uh, the Eddie Alvarez fight I yeah. feel like that fight he was everything was landing he you just had this you could sense the in the ring confidence or in the octagon confidence, not just like talking shit or anything like that. Like when he was standing up, he was throwing with, you know, with intent, you know, he was landing everything and you could tell just by his whole, just swagger and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. And if he was going to do anything against Khabib, it was going to be, he needed to land those shots that I, he was just uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically missing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think he showed up at all. And if you don't show up, and that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, I was listening to Rogan's podcast and it was, you know, thinking about it too. Yeah. It's been two years since he's fought. And that's a big, that's a big timeline. And we can, we can even, you know, segue that back into paintball. I mean, that's, you know, I, from me missing the end of 2009 to 13, that's a big gap to try and try and fill mm. and catch up on everything. Cause the game changes so you know, much every, every year, if you know, every two years or whatever it is, but it's, it's a very short lifespan of like things that we're trying to change in the sport to see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I took a break probably between 2008 and 13 ish. And whew, when I came back, everything was different. So we almost took, we almost took the same hiatus. It, yeah. On the same time. Yeah, it was about that time, and when I came back, I was like, yeah, this shit's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, one I of the main it. things that got me hooked was the watching the when the webcast kicked on. Yeah. When the webcast started and PB Access um, kind of started going, I was like, this is this is what fucking needed to happen. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a web series or something, and, and actually, you know, telling the paintball story of competitive paintball, how it should be told, and... And I was like, well, I, I want to be a part I love of this. That too, because coming from Maui, you—that's like the window into your world, and right. that's why I appreciate like the podcast and stuff like that. Because I was listening to it over there, and we don't have as much of it. And so, like, besides, like when I grew up, I was watching all the videos, and mm -hmm. that was our little window into this world that like felt so far away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like watching all the pros, like we didn't get to grow up watching the pros at our local field so mm -hmm. like the webcast your podcast even back then the videos like that was kind of like how we kind of kept up to date so yeah when i my came back and the and the webcast was on yeah this is <laughs> this is legit <laughs> yeah dude it was cool it definitely it definitely helped motivate me into getting wanting to get back into the sport again and kind of lit a fire under my ass 
Nice. So, so let's uh, let's talk about yourself a little bit. Let's, because um, I I personally don't know really too much about you. I've you you're familiar. I'm more of a face guy. Names, I I'm so bad at names. But like when I if I see somebody that I recognize, I go, oh yeah, I, I recognize you. I know who you are. Um, right on. And uh, and you're definitely familiar. But I really I don't know. There's so many people that come in and out of this sport, mm-hmm. uh, and so few I feel that kind of you stick around and and you see. Um, What's your story, man? What uh, what on on Maui? How did you find paintball, and what's uh, what, where does that begin? Yeah, um, and I don't I don't blame you. I don't think a lot of people know about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not a bad thing. No, no, it's kind of like a a, a sleeper. Yeah. you know what I mean. I, I like I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, where do I even start? Um, so I started. Back in eight ninety eight ninety nine, oh wow! Um, so I'm I'm your age too. I'm thirty two, um, and started started back in like the sixth grade and uh, that young. Yeah, well, there's not much to do, man. So <laughs> if there's, if there's an so. activity to do, <laughs> we're going to do it. You jump on it, yeah. And uh, oh man, no, my first time was for a birthday party, and it was it was hilarious, like. I was with my friend, and his dad was the old football coach for one of the high schools. Mm-hmm. And so we went out to this abandoned, like, we called it a highway, but it's basically just a two-lane road mm-hmm. that had this bridge and, like, had a gulch and stuff. And so we were just playing in that area, and he had the football helmets, and he put this, like, fine, great, like, chicken wire over the the masks of it. Yeah. And then just playing with the old-school plastic talons. Yeah. The pump guns. Super and safe. So that was my first experience. That's how we roll. That's how we roll in Hawaii, man. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so was, me and hit me and my friend were in sixth grade, and then his brother was in high school, and we were playing against them. And uh, I remember, like to this day, like it was yesterday, the the one shot that got me hooked. And like uh, we were playing one on ones, and the my friend's brother was running like across the gulch. And I had the talent, and I pumped it. I let it go, and I seen the thing curve, and it hit him right smack in the chicken wire. Jeez. <laughs> oh, After that, I was hooked. Yeah. And then so gr- growing up, you know, I have a lot of friends that did the surfing and mm-hmm. skating, and that you know that's always that was kind of big during our time growing up. And so, but then after paintball, I, that kind of like took hold of my life. I used to skate, uh, play soccer, uh, baseball, all the sports, but paintball kind of just took over and I wanted to do it. I wanted to pursue it. So I graduated in 04 yeah. and at that time, Dynasty was just doing some of their clinics. It was like one of the first couple clinics that they've done. And it was at Hollywood sports park, I think in California. Mm-hmm. And so I like begged my dad to go and he took me and I did a clinic and I wanted to like after high school go and pursue trying to go pro. Yeah. And so after high school, I went to Vegas and, um, I used to play for this team. You were living in Vegas. Yeah. After high school, I went to UNLV. Um, so I was living at the dorms there. And I used to play for this team, Cane uh, Fire, which was one like one of the biggest teams in Hawaii at the time. Yeah. Um, and 
our old coach had connections with Aaron Carter. Um, from Backstreet Boys? From, <laughs> no, no, from Die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> it's like, he's involved in paintball? What? I don't know, Aaron Carter, uh, who used to be involved with Die. Like, uh, he used to make the ducks. I think that's what they're called, the old pump guns. Again, I'm so bad with names. Um, but so he had some connections in Vegas, and I started playing with them. I think it was like the Splat Factory team back mm. then. Um, and then, but me being me, I got kicked out of UNLV <laughs> <laughs> and ended up in Eugene, Oregon. Not a bad then, spot. So, I had I had a lot of fun there, and Eugene, Oregon started playing with this team, Fearless, which was uh, the owner of D- uh, Diamond Hill Paintball now, Audrey, or mm-hmm. partners with Corey. Um, her son used to play for that team, so that's kind of like how we got hooked up with Corey. Like I knew I've known Corey now for ten or twelve years. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll love Corey. I'll love. A struggle. Um, he's good. A he's high, such a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. So that team, you know, this was in '06ish, '07. That team was going to fall apart. But then Naughty Dog Silver was going to have some tryouts, and I was I was trying out, and then that's kind of like when my life was just out of control. This is and, what, like 06, 07? Yeah, about 06, between 06 and 08, you know, like, yeah, yeah it, it's a blur now. Um, I don't really remember 18 to 25, so. Yeah. Um, just a lot, of, was, a lot of just personal stuff that was going on that you, was outside um, of paintball? Yeah, so I'm actually, so I'm in recovery, mm-hmm. if, you know, just from heroin addiction. And really? so that's kind of like a big part of my story as well which hopefully we can come back to and like kind of tie it in but yeah absolutely and then so i stopped from there so i was kind of like knocking at the doorstep but then had to take care of you know life stuff and right. ended up moving back to maui um just to kind of get grounded again right. and then back into the sport right around uh 2013 ish and kind of just been uh on a journey from there and uh, like it's kind of crazy I was looking and looking at my APPA before I started with you just to kind of like refresh a little bit and yeah. like like if someone looked at that they'd be like what is this dude doing in pro <laughs> <laughs> what's your first three what do you because my first three is eight nine two. Oh man oh I don't know um I don't know because I know every time somebody looks at mine and goes, "You only have three numbers in your in the beginning of your," age. I was like, "Yeah, doesn't everybody?" Like, no, no, oh. not everybody. Just a bunch of old people do. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. I don't Sweet. know. I, I know I created it back in '06 ish, around mm-hmm. that time. Because uh, we I feel went like to... be, there needs to be a new system. I feel like we've yeah. been using that system forever. Not, <laughs> I mean, not that it's terrible, but it's not great by any means. They tried to revamp it too, yeah, and it's like still the same. Still the same. 
<laughs> still terrible. Like still to nav to navigate the APBA website, even though I have not been on there, I've logged on to that thing probably twice, maybe three <laughs> times. Like, but those times have been terrible to navigate. I'm sorry. It, I just had to, it, I just no, 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 bitch yeah. about that a little it, bit. It's kind of just there. Like mm -hmm. I really don't pay attention to it at all that much either. We're forced uh, to use it. Yeah. And the point system, it's whatever. Like, like for me, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm just looking at it, and it's like I have like a handful of of national events, and then and I'm just like D4 pro. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh, no, and then so after like I got back into it to kind of wrap that up. After I got back into it, I kept in touch with Corey the whole time. Like he knew my story, mm -hmm. um, and I had to get some things settled back then or back back home. And he's like, when you get up here. Like, let's get it. Yeah. And so finally, the stars started to align at the end of last year. And then uh, Thunder was picking up some people at the end of the season mm -hmm. last year. And uh, he called me up. What were you doing last year as far as uh, paintball-wise? Um, last year, I was, you know... That was that's a good question. Uh, we we hit like a WCPPL in the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. me and the boys that I was rolling with, and then they kind of fell apart. And I spent all last year training and doing drills on Maui. Yeah, yeah. And and Corey, just by your friendship and 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 knowing Corey, he was kind enough to offer you a a, a tryout to see if yeah. uh, if you guys could hang and yeah he took a big risk um i know that one one of the things with Corey is that he likes to bring up people mm -hmm. to learn how to play pro and then so you know i think it's just i have a crazy mindset and like mentality with things now um and like heart you know i just i just i just won't quit yeah and uh I think that's what this this season has been definitely a learning curve but with the way that like how I'm just persistent with it and the things that have happened it's like it's not out of my reach so I just make it happen yeah you make it no other choice yeah yeah um and like I tell James Arnatoff on our team all the time because he was he was coming up this is his first year, uh, season pro and I was just like man we didn't make it this far to only make it this far. You know, that was kind yeah. of like my mantra with him today or like just this season. And it's been, uh, it's been so fun. It's been fun, man. Yeah. It, dude, I, I hear you, man. It's, it's the same thing. You know, it's the same thing with aftershock. I feel that, you know, thunder is kind of going through is everybody's, everybody's counting us out. Um, you know, but, but at the same time, it's like, I like that. I like, I like not having the eyes and the pressure all the time. And, mm -hmm. And 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 with that, people doubting you and everything. Like, all all I have to do is prove you wrong, you know. And and I can go back. Like you guys obviously were able to put the pieces together and to be able to play on Sunday. I feel like we were, if we would have won the extreme game and mm -hmm. made a few uh, made a few tweaks to the X Factor game, mm -hmm. I feel like we I feel like we could have played on Sunday as well. Um, it's it's teams like it's teams like us that people count out that I feel like we could still win a tournament 
I, yeah. I don't count us out on not winning a you know not not winning a tournament, and um, that's what makes it fun playing playing for these teams. Like obviously, I want to win. I want to win tournaments. I'd want to win championships. Um, but you know, you know, sometimes you just have to you have to play the the hand that you that has been dealt to you in a way. Mm-hmm. But it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to play it like everybody else does. You know, every perspective, right? Everybody sees things differently, and you can either look at it like, "Oh, I'm on this team that's like not doing that well, and poor me, and bullshit, mm-hmm. bullshit, bullshit," or you can go out and just say, "You know, fuck everybody. I'm here to play mm-hmm. paintball and to play my best, and and just go out there no matter what anybody says." And I think there's just... only a select few too that kind of thrive in that type of situation, and like love to just rise to the occasion and you're you're definitely one of them you know and watching you with with your squad i've always been a fan of aftershock as well and um it's like i i yeah thunder just now from stepping back like maybe if i was you know still just a fanboy thunder and aftershock were always like i I always rooted for like the underdogs because yeah knocking on the doorstep knocking on the doorstep you Mm -hmm. know it's like um i was watching you play with, uh, I think it was the X Factor game, and you had the nastiest shot. You were you were crawling up the snake, and you had the one left hand one ball uh, into someone's back that was in the Doritos Tower. I think it was Archie. I think it was, bro. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, that was so nasty. <laughs> and then like, and then like a dum dum. I try, I tried to stand up and just shoot. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to shoot Billy from the inside, and I just I should have just ran him down. And obviously, I you know afterwards was, I'm uh, kicking myself. I was hanging out kind of right by your pits, and Bruno was right there. <laughs> he had some choice words. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, because he was thinking the same thing that I thought when I came back. I was like, I should have just ran him down. He goes, You should have just fucking ran him down. I was like, I know, and uh, yeah, I remember that. It was see, and, and you know, I got, I even got flack from the guys on my team, like. Why didn't you light that guy up in the tower? I would have, I would have just shot him to pieces. I was like, because if I would have shot him to pieces, then I would have been too worried about shooting him and putting more pain into him rather than the next step, kind sure. of a thing. And and I, also, I, I feel I'm like it's, I'm a fan of the one ball, man. Yeah, I know, dude. It, it <laughs> felt so good. I was like, ah, I'm just gonna put one right in the center of your back. <laughs> it was so dirty. It's so dirty. <laughs> it's so fun. It's little shit like that, man. That 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 makes paintball fun to me like i don't i don't have to like blow people's heads off like if i can make shots like that and do you know just do my little kind of things that i do that's what makes it fun and that's what i want to do well that and that makes you an individual exactly well. exactly in a in a sport where everybody is everybody is uh put on this same level uh, meaning everybody has a ramping gun. Everybody can shoot left-handed with one finger, and you know everybody has this kind of level playing field kind of thing. But when mm-hmm. back in the day, everybody used to have their own personality, used to wear all these the crazy colors and loader stickers. That's I. That's what I miss, yeah. man. I miss the I miss the crazy loader stickers, the the different color goggles, and you know it's just it was such a different world back then, and now it's just so I feel cut and dry, and it's hard to kind of. It's it's hard to kind of make your own, not necessarily make your own way, but kind of stand out. Yeah. Um, without looking like a robot. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I miss all the yeah. Well, that's why I like the podcast too. It's like because you do get 
it does get washed out sometimes, but listening to the people that come onto the podcast, you get that little vibe of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, that, miss, you miss it. That's why I enjoy doing this because otherwise, um, unless people follow you, and even people following you on Instagram or anything like that, it's not like they still really have a good grasp of who you are. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like in an hour and a half, two hour, or one hour conversation, I feel like people can can actually get a good idea of your views and how you think about things and your thoughts and everything and, and really get sometimes even closer than, you know, pictures you post or something like that, you know, cause, cause I know people can look at my Instagram and maybe think something totally different of me or even meeting me at events or meeting yourself at events or anything like that. But like having an actual conversation rather than like a two second, Hey man, nice to meet you. All right. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's, oh, that's why I love this platform. Strictly a highlight reel of, <laughs> on social media. You know? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? It's like I'll post, I'll post pictures of playing paintball and I get a bunch of views and then I post a picture of like my family and it's like 50 likes. Like, <laughs> this, this is my life. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I have fun. I have fun on Instagram too though. Too. Mm-hmm. I just post all my, my workouts and. I don't know. Yeah, it's I was gonna fun. say you're a madman, dude. You're, you're. Are, have you ever thought of doing any kind of uh, like physical tra- or what is your occupation? Uh, I work at a. Uh, so I recently switched my careers up this year as well, and um, I'm about a couple of weeks away from getting my personal training license. Makes sense. Or my, yeah, and uh, I work at a wellness center that does physical therapy and like massage therapy. Uh, registered dietitians and then they also have their fitness side so they and then i'll be a coach and personal training over there nice what uh what were you doing before that if you don't um, mind sub- me asking yeah yeah uh let's get into it uh substance abuse counseling oh so cool I, so you kind of had a you kind of had a 180 from uh, each side of the yeah. fence on that one yeah so i um last five six years i've i've worked with adult and adolescent populations um and just kind of last last year, but it was more a couple years was just kind of getting burnt out from it, especially with my own recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so much substance abuse kind of stuff that yeah. I, I just had to take a break. There was no filter. No, there was no separation. Crazy. So, yeah, I mean, with that, um, that comes from a very personal, like, side of me as well where uh i started using young at like 12 right around when i started playing really and, yeah did it co- did it go along with paintball like was it in that kind of paintball area or was it more it outside been of just the extreme sports part of it and it's very much in the culture um back home mm-hmm. um definitely like smoking smoking weed and stuff like that it's just there's part nothing of wrong culture. with it well i mean it is when it leads up to well, like, yeah. whatever i was yes. doing um no i don't, don't hate on it at all either um but i started young and then it just kind of progressed um into heroin i mean i think that was just my personality um so by the time i was 18 or 19 maybe 19 ish um was using heroin uh iv mm-hmm and did that for a few years and uh that's when kind of like that whole thing with uh, like when i was trying out with the dogs um i went to one practice and then i remember 
it was like a two-day thing, and I never went to the second practice, and I actually never picked up a gun after that. Yeah. So that was kind of, yeah. That was um, just a, a road that took me um, down to dark places, but then now, you know, also made me who I am today. I mean, do you think it's more, do you think it's more, not necessarily your flaw of, of um, you know, being addicted to something? Do you think it's more of like a human nature thing of, of, of looking for that, that thrill or that, um, that high on whatever it is, whether it be drugs or, or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a extreme anything, do you, you think it's just more human nature and you just kind of more lean towards that kind of, that kind of addiction? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was always, uh, always had addictive like personalities. Mm-hmm. towards stuff you know uh, one track mind towards things uh impulsive uh took things to the limit excess you know like yeah. it was it was always yeah with paintball it was like i mean even now i mean even though i've been clean for seven years yeah or almost seven years um my mind still like goes all or nothing right you know um so i can but now having the knowledge of what i have i can recognize it and like use healthy coping skills to deal with it yeah. because I mean, even with my fitness, like I go, I go hard, you know, until I'm exhausted and my wife has to like tell me to back off. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, um, it's definitely maybe not for everyone's human nature, but mm-hmm. in my human nature, definitely. I mean, it, we have, uh, some abuse in the, or drug abuse in the family yeah. as well. So I definitely think people that have that are not necessarily guaranteed it, but are more susceptible to it. Yeah, my um, my biological father was uh, was an addict, and I was think I was probably, man, I want to say maybe ten years old, ten or yeah, ten or eleven years old, and uh, we were uh, at my father's visiting uh, for rice. He actually left a he left us when we were young. And was gone for a few years, came back, was gone for a few years, came back and everything. And, and we were eventually had some kind of visitation with him. And mm. um, we were at his place and my sister and I, we were kind of just, we were messing around, just kind of going through his new place or whatever, opened up a drawer and there was a giant plate full of Coke. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was pretty naive when I was young. I didn't really know what it was. Uh, went back to my mom's and uh, told her about it. You know, next thing you know, he's going back to jail, this and that. Now he's he's out of prison again, um, trying to make contact with me, and uh, which he's been he's been clean um, for for some years now. But we, you know, I've been, you know, there's there's a lot of people in my family that have addiction issues, um, mm. and uh, that have paid the price because of it, and and of and of other things, and it's it's weird how. I can see the same thing in me. It might not be that bad of things that, that I'm addicted to, but I think everybody has that kind of, everybody has that little tendency to be addicted Mm -hmm. to something. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's, it has to do with like environment. Um, definitely with, uh, with influences on, Mm -hmm. on myself, whether it be a father, friend, anything like that. And it's just, it's so tough. It's, you know, for, for people on the outside too, who are like, well, how about you just not do it? You know, or how about you just, Mm -hmm. you know, don't put yourself in that situation. I was like, it's not, it's not that easy. Like I've never been to that situation where I've been, I've, 
you know, me personally, I've never done, I've never done a drug that doesn't grow out of the ground or, you know, or, you know what I mean? It's, I, you know, I've never done pills. I've never done anything like that. I've, I've always experienced anything that's or, organic. If you want to, if you want to say it that way. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think I've kind of, I've kind of used my father in a way to know what I don't want to be. Yeah. And, and that really, that really helped me out growing up on, on knowing where maybe some of these roads go, but that's not, that's so, so much easier said than done. And, uh, and I know there's a lot of kids and even a lot of paintball players who struggle with things like that because everybody's human. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I wanted to have you on for sure. I wanted to get your story and, and, and you know, I love talking to people, but I, when you kind of told me about that little, that little side note, um, yeah. I think it's so important to, to bring a light to this, to let people know that there is, there, there are ways out. There are, there, everybody deals with some kind of a problem, whether it be addiction or family relationships or financial issues. And there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, there is. And two things with that one, I mean, it's beautiful that you were able to recognize that you know, and your father and not do that. And then, so now your son doesn't have to see that, you know, and mm-hmm. that you can break the cycle that way. Um, and two, definitely I, um, if anything can be taken away just from this podcast, if it can help one person, you know, Absolutely. um, give them hope, then that's all we can ask for, you know, um, hopefully just bring a little bit of light because there is a lot of, even, in this sport or just around, you know, um, addiction is taking lives all over, especially with the opioid addiction, yeah. you know, um, it's such a hard, hard one to break. Um, but yeah, um, if I can just be a beacon. Yeah, absolutely. And that's cool. And that's, yeah. In Ohio, actually the Ohio, um, I think it's primarily even the Northwest of Ohio area is like the number one, uh, heroin overdose uh really capital i think right now it's ridiculous dude every every week every week we hear a story going down every single week and it's just i don't i don't know man i don't get it's it it's sad it is yeah. it, it's it's, it's terrible and and a lot of the stories are a couple that overdose in a vehicle with a kid or multiple kids in the back and they their people are just walking up and finding these people i'm like oh my god like what? What are these? What are these people going through? Because so many will instantly go to, um, you know, oh my God, these people are terrible and this and that. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, there is something wrong, but you don't know their story. Like, I'm not, def- I'm not trying to defend them in any way. I, I'm, I'm really not. But I'm also not in their shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they're putting a, a kid in danger, which I am just completely against. But you, you can't. I, I like giving people benefit of the doubt, you know, and, and not, not, I don't really want to do it in that situation, but I'm saying it's, it's just, we need to do something like some, we're doing something wrong or we're not doing something enough to, mm-hmm. to give people opportunity or the information or, or something. We can't just, we can't just throw everybody away, um, because they need help. I think it's, <laughs> Especially in this time of day, it's really easy to kind of point fingers and blame and, Absolutely. you know, um, say what's what what's best. Uh, but that's, I think, was very privileged of me to work in that field 
for the amount of time that I did, um, meeting and um, seeing people that have lived on the fringe of either uh, addic- you know, addiction and trying to get clean mm-hmm. and seeing their true colors and stuff like met so you know there's so many good people out there that yeah. that have this addiction and it's a sickness you know um it kind of just takes over and you're not you're not the same person you're definitely not the same person so it's like yeah. it's hard to judge people for for that um but at the same time i can see how how people can easily you know want to judge judge and point finger, fingers at them yeah yeah and you know and one thing that did kind of keep me out of trouble too um and got me into a lot of trouble was paintball and mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that um that i didn't put myself in certain situations in paintball because i mean we all know especially with you being the same age and, and kind of the same generation and everything i mean paintball players and parties are are crazy there's a lot of situations that you don't want to put yourself in but it's kind of one of those things where it's like well, I just want to go hang out. I just want to do this. And there have been plenty of situations throughout my career and going to the you know different parties or gatherings or whatever, and things have been present. And I could have easily, easily done something. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's such a it's it's I said it before. You know, it's it's so much easier said than done. Like you just kind of you gotta put yourself put yourself and do a different situation, especially you now. I can't mm-hmm. imagine um, being in your shoes and being a previous addict and then being put in a situation like that. Like the, the it's mindset. It's not so bad you know? anymore now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, not, maybe, not saying that you would have. my first couple of years, yeah. was, I definitely stayed away from everything. I was a hermit for a bit because I didn't trust myself. Right. You know? I remember, so when I moved back from Oregon, I kicked cold turkey and I mean that was an experience in itself you know Uh Um, if anyone has kicked heroin cold turkey it's not a fun experience and then relapse on oxys a couple months later and then kicked that cold turkey again while working seven days a week and then so I had my mom like drop me off at work pick me up because I mean you're when I used to work in restaurants yeah and so like that is just you know seated with all kinds of shenanigans and I didn't trust myself and then so for uh, the first two years I was kind of just a hermit you know I I went to I went to meetings and stuff like that um but it was a lot of time just spent fixing myself right if that makes sense self-recognition so self-love yeah you know um i think that anyone that is that is in the depths and grips of addiction um has lost uh some love or a lot of love for themselves and so i spent the first two years just finding that back um which right around that time paintball started to creep back into my life Mm -hmm. and so that was huge for me um to recognize and like remember that i had this dream and that now that I was getting better and like reinventing myself that I could kind of in, in I don't know, such a, like a, a dreamer state, but I was like, I should give it a shot again. Yeah. You know, I don't know how I'm going to get there, <laughs> but I'm going to like, so I, I wrote down my goals, you know, I did a lot of like this, like 
you know, call it hippie or whatever, but like manifesting stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I just was, I don't know, for me, paintball is a very spiritual process. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that can resonate with anybody, but like, it's such a, I mean, there's magic in it. I don't know. For me, mm-hmm. like, paintball, there's just magic in the sport. Um, the relationships that you share with people, I mean, like, doing this with you, like, you told me that I was going to do this you know, a year ago, even I would have been like, get out of here, man. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah. And, uh, so I mean like, yeah, this year has been a trip, bro. Like I got married in February. Congrats. Uh, I started, thank you. Um, that was another gift of life, you know, from being clean. Um, started playing pro Vegas was right after our marriage, our, our uh, wedding or we moved. <laughs> yeah. We got married. We moved. Vegas was right around the corner from there, so I played my first pro tournament, finished uh, my bachelor's in psychology, um, started switching up my career. Like, all of this has happened in 2018. And so it's just been, like, a wild ride. But, like, when I can kind of take a step back, it's just, it's beautiful, man. I mean, doing yeah. it clean. So it's just, like, if, if that can just like inspire someone to, to do the same, like don't be afraid to change, you know, cause it changes in my experience has always been good. Yeah. Especially for you. I mean like you're retiring soon, like may have some fears of what's going to come, but like mm-hmm. it's all good, man. Like yeah. doors, open, doors open up that you couldn't even believe, man. Yeah, dude, life for me, I always say life is full of choices that you have no choice in, in choosing. It, it's kind of like there's there's so many things that go into your life that you feel like you're in control of that it's just you're not like mm-hmm. like I think yeah. about I think about it every morning when I'm driving to work I'm like like yeah I I chose to get into the car and everything like that but what if this car next to me chose to just like run into me or or you know or or a cat runs out in front of me and slows me down from getting on my truck and there ends up being an accident or like there's so many there's so many things going on that you think you 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 made this choice to be here and you know the whole saying that life is is just one big build up of all of your choices like they're not your choices man Mm-mm. they're not you have these thoughts <laughs> you have these thoughts and everything and you might point yourself in a direction but there's a lot of choices that are made that have nothing to do with you, and then and then you're here. So it's like there's definitely it's like how you were saying like paintball is kind of a um, it's a very spiritual thing, and and you manifest these things and you have these feelings, and I, I feel like it's all kind of like um, you've obviously have done run-throughs before. You know that whole gut feeling and that whole timing thing that that happens. I feel like that's life, and that's kind of how you should like you know right from wrong you know you know and and you go through these experiences especially being young you know and everybody goes through this and even you know if you're if you're young 20 something and you're listening to this you're gonna think you know everything and then you're gonna grow up and you're gonna be like what the fuck and i'm i'm sure my dad said the same thing yeah (laughs) yeah and um it's it's just kind of that that knowing how to guide yourself like we said too is like not having any control but knowing how to guide yourself and if you just kind of if you have those good intentions and you you know like I'm not a very big religious person 
I know I'm huge into the paranormal. I love paranormal shit. I love <laughs> old stuff. I love all. I lo- I've had so, so many experiences. I love the shit, but um, but I'm not big on religion or anything like that. But I'm I'm huge on do unto others, you know, as you oh, want to totally. be treated, and just and with respect. I'm if if I don't think you deserve my respect, it doesn't mean I'm not going to treat you like shit. I'm just not going to give you any respect until until it's earned. Um, but but that doesn't mean you have, like have to work for it or anything. It's just be a good fucking person, and uh, you know. But but, dude, yeah, it's so many people. There's so many different journeys that everybody's on, and and it's cool to hear your story and how this season is playing out, especially last uh, event, um, how mm. Chicago's been playing out, and it just it's it's another thing of of hard work, and yeah. maybe the right field, and the guys doing you know being put in the right positions. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. a, it's, everything's just a matter of time. Yeah, we were we've been grinding, man. Uh, we got, I mean, I've I felt like I mean, obviously we had the the teams that came up from semi pro this year, um, rookie teams. But I I definitely feel like we kind of could have been categorized as that too, um, because we you know we had four people never played pro before, right. and then you know I mean you even have the semi pro teams that bumped up. They've been playing with each other all yeah. last season and stuff and like this season we never played with each other so we had to you know learn how to gel like the first couple of events were such shit shows you know it was like <laughs> what i mean especially for me i'm like what is going on yeah <laughs> but like kind of getting my bearings you know and uh last event was to see like a little taste we needed that we needed a little taste of like a payoff of how our, right. our hard work has been you know um and it, I think I feel like it it began in AC. Um, we kind of broke through a little barrier, and I was telling the guys like that. Okay, so we broke through that barrier. We've raised our experience to another level. So now we just got to build off of that. Right. And then so now with Chicago, we we really set the bar high, but we've gotten that experience. So now let's raise you know level up from there. And um, last time Chicago was a trip, man. I mean to get. And all, all due respect, but to get some W's against like Dynasty and Infamous, and coming from a boy from Maui, I was yeah. like, out of body, out of body. <laughs> uh, I was just like, hell yeah, you know, just to like flash back to when I did the Dynasty camp, and then you know, flash forward to Chicago. I was just like, man, mm-hmm. what a trip, what a trip. Well, it feels good to play and beat players that you know are very good. And a team that is very good, and you know Dynasty, and you know, like Dynasty is a very nostalgic team, and even though they might not have the roster that they did, I mean they have back in the day when you know we were coming up and everything, they still have a roster that can beat anybody out there, and to beat a team like that is uh, is very uplifting, for sure, and, and to have a performance like you guys did, I mean that's just that's fuel for the fire, man. Yeah definitely just fuel for the fire um yeah and no i'm not trying to take away from anyone but just being a fanboy and then like you know i mean i was playing d4 last year man yeah. so like <laughs> to come to this year and be doing it, it it feels real good it feels really cool as well so what do you what do you feel um in the pro league do you do you sense a different i mean do you have to sense some kind of difference coming from d4 playing pro i mean what, what is the most significant difference that uh that you notice from your job um, hmm. so I, 
I feel like I've been playing for a really long time anyway. So like paintball is paintball. Right. In my, in my point of view, what has really been challenging um, with jumping up to pro level is one, the mental game. Right. Which is one that I like to play. You know, I, I like to push myself mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, just the balance. I, I was telling Corey, and we've had discussions about this because this year has been up and downs. Um, just the balance, because um, we're not getting paid for it, right. you know. And so, like this ob- obligations to fly places or go to places for practice, and just kind of, and then b- balancing a new marriage. Like it, it's more been like paintball with my other life. Yeah, that, that's kind of been the, tr- the the struggle. I haven't really like when I view of what a professional athlete should be doing. Um. I, and a lot of us, I feel like maybe fall short. Um, like that's why I like train so hard because I can't make it out to the field five days a week, but mm-hmm. I gotta be doing something that's going to progress me towards the, the destination that I want to be like the image of who I want to be. I have to do something. Right. Yeah. And, and so just like my, the image of what I had for a professional player doesn't match up if that makes any sense. So like, finding the balance of juggling paintball with my daily life has been probably the hardest part. Do you, so do you see it as, do you see it as interfering with your, uh, your everyday life? Uh, no, not interfering. Um, it's just been, um, I don't really know. Uh, and you know why? Do you know why? I I, I guess what, you could say almost interfere. I don't know. Well, and the, and the, and kind of why I say that because what um and I, I talked a little bit about this with uh, with Greg, um, is that something needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we, I think players are taken for granted. I think mm. I think pro players are taken for granted. I I think I think a lot of team owners. And a lot of the um, a lot of the people in charge, I think they count on people and players coming up to just enjoy the nostalgia of being a pro player and not complaining when they're getting gear for free, um, flights for free, and everything. But there's but that's the compensation for playing pro, you know. And and I feel like it's. I feel like anywhere else, when you make it to a certain to a, to a certain level in something, they're they're compensated, and they are there 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 is some kind of payoff or something, dude. You're going to a tournament where the refs are getting paid more than you are. Mm. You know what I mean? And and I guess some people can look at it. Well, dude, you're getting gear and this and that. I was like, dude, everybody's getting gear. It's not like it's I need gear to play. And if I'm playing on a pro team, that's it. But I think a lot of people, a lot of team owners, and and a lot of companies. I don't want. I'm not pointing out any companies, but a lot of them are, you know, because nobody's paying the players except for the teams that have the budget to do so. And and everybody else is just well, you know, here's this to get by, which is which is gear and airfare, maybe, maybe. You know, so it's 
and and I think that's why I say the reason I say interfere because I know paintball brings us a ton of joy, a fuck mm-hmm. ton of joy, if I may. Um, but unless you do something about it, unless you start uh, working in the industry or you start doing something to produce money besides playing the sport itself. It, I don't want to say interfere, but it's almost like that because in the end you're, you're beating up your body, but you're doing this thing that you love to do. But then you gotta you gotta go home and be like, well, we didn't we we couldn't pull it off, or you know, or this right. or that. And you have these times missed. You have these memories, but it's like, you know, people who make pro and other things. It's like that's the that's the livelihood. And I feel like there's so many people that just shut it down, going. You're never going to make money playing pro. You're never going to do this, never going to do that. And I think people have started to believe that. And now it's it's something that I've been trying to bring back up and be like, how can we make that different? How can we how can we introduce insurance now to players or how can we, you know, how can we start incentivizing um teams to pay their players? Is it can we do is I mean I have a, a few things up my sleeve with some other people, but it's like that's that's one of the main questions we're trying to do because we want to get it to the main public, but at the same time trying to get paintball in the eyes of people who should be seeing it, who could pay these bills and possibly turn over the sport, but also start thinking about maybe players in the league first. I mean, does, does that make sense? Because I feel like it we're does. the we're the ones that are that are driving this whole thing and the league counts on it mm-hmm. I, I and it, it makes sense um and i listen to your podcast all the time and 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 it's a, a reoccurring theme and <laughs> i know i i, I just it's... i i also feel like i'm a, a, a you know a rookie to the the pro bracket so i don't really i'm just having fun like i'm just kind of sitting back enjoying my first year mm-hmm. um but and I didn't mean like to interfere. Um, I don't think it interferes, but like we're we're thirty two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not young twenties anymore, where I can have not a worry in my life and just like right. oh, I'm gonna go play paintball. Um, I have other stuff going on, you know. Right. And so it, it the juggling act, I think, to answer your one, you know, your question about what's the difference, yeah. the juggling act has been a lot more complex (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah and um but it was even even before i got married i told i told my wife i was like this has this is something i have to do like you know this was something like on my on my list of things to do that i need to just try and try and do and so Mm -hmm. it's like whatever it is like kind of going back to also um we don't really make plans you know what are plans because right. uh this is i feel like this has just been my journey like if i wasn't supposed to be here when i was 25 or i mean when i was like 18 20 you know mm-hmm. then i i'm supposed to be here now because i'm in the best shape of my life right now i'm a lot more uh, responsible you know i have so much other things going on that i i was probably given these uh, traits or learned these characteristics so I can handle like this type of situation. Right. Um, but, uh, as far as like the image of being a pro, yeah, I, I, I would like to get compensated obviously, but, um, I also, 
hate that I can only practice with my gun when the field's open on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, where I feel like a professional athlete should be working on their craft five, six days out of the week. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, so that would be, that would also be really cool. So I, I got to just win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or get picked that's up by next, impact Houston heat or, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, now you have all these kids, they don't want to play. You have these kids who don't want to play for a local pro team. They want to play for impact or they want to play for Houston heat because they know they're going to get paid when they go there. Yeah. When, when if that was just across the board, we had players getting paid once they made pro, it it wouldn't be like that. And I feel like players and teams would be that much more competitive and cohesive with each other if they were able to go, hey, man, this is, you know, we're getting paid to do this. Let's get together two, three times a week and then on weekends or whatever. And I think that's the tough thing, too, with paintball is that it's not like with jujitsu. Mm. If I wanted to, I can go Monday through Friday. Right, right now, I just go I go three times a week. But if I wanted to, I can go five, and then I have a weekend open. Mm-hmm. Paintball is a weekend thing, and that and, I mean that's a big thing of why the retirement's coming into play. Is is a weekend time for me is starting to become more family time with with your kid, man. And, yeah. yeah, and family oriented, and uh, you know, and that's what that's what means the most to me right now, and. It's just it's it's weird because a lot of the guys who play, um, you know, for those two those top teams, they have the opportunity to play during the week if they wanted to. Mm. And I feel like if if a lot of the other teams had that opportunity too, we would see a lot more competitive paintball. We wouldn't see such a, um, you know, such a big kind of seesaw on each end because it's we're always trying to win a tournament whenever we go to one, even though if we're in last place or whatever it is, we're going to win a tournament. Oh yeah, but I think we'd be more consistent if uh, if we had that same kind of opportunity. Yeah, and you know, just a quick side note: shout out to all the the paintball families that kind of stick with us through yeah. this. Oh my god, <laughs> I mean, they just uh, they hold it down. Just side note, but yeah. Well, <laughs> I've missed I've missed so many weddings of families and gatherings, and and that's being older now, and mm-hmm. and looking back like. I obviously wouldn't change. Um, I wouldn't change a thing because I am where I am right now. But I, I, I almost feel bad now. Like back then, mm-hmm. it was kind of like oh, I feel bad, but I got a tournament to go to and this and that. <laughs> and then, but like now, I think about it, and you think about how short life is, and it's like, man, I wish I was there for my sister or like this or that or like I was across, you know, I was across the country. Like I think a lot about. Um, when my brother was growing up. So my sister and I are about a year and a half apart. And then my, my half brother is, let's see, he is 20, I think he's 26. Um, so yeah, he's like what? Six years apart right now. And, um, during the time of when I probably should have been kind of, uh, teaching him how to become a man and everything and, and, and grow up and, and teach him things. I moved from Ohio over to Seattle and mm. was pursuing like my career. And I mean, I don't want to call it selfish because everybody needs to pursue their own thing. But at the time I look at him as like, man, I wish I could have been there for him too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I think about it now and I'm like all these things that I've missed because 
I've wanted to pursue my thing, but um, yeah, I guess just getting older, you you kind of think more about other things. Totally, man. I checked myself out for seven years of my life yeah. <laughs> to fucking do dope, you know. And yeah. So like getting out of the fog of that, a lot of that guilt comes up, man. You know, and so, mm-hmm. but you work through it. Um, I don't yeah. Know. You know, life life is funny like that. Um, I mean. But one thing kicks me, man, is like you always talk about how old you are, and I'm like, I'm right there, man, too. It's like I don't feel that old, dog. Like, no, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm ready. On the inside, on the inside, I don't feel that old, but my knees are telling me how old I am. I'm like, yep, yep, I remember that. I know how that feels, and it's just I can't, I can't do it, I man. If I, if I fuck my knee up on a yeah. weekend, I can't go to work, and if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. And it's like, it's like one of those, it's, it's like that. It's almost like that, you know, like, like, let's say, let's say you go to a tournament, you know, this is your first year, you're excited to play pro this and that. And you, you you know, you're getting paid to play. You're getting, you know, things taken care of. I don't know your situation or anything like that, but, um, let's say you hurt yourself. Paintball is not going to come to your, come to your help and be like, Oh, oh, you know, can we help pay your medical bill or can mm-hmm. we help compensate uh, your time off of work? I, like, no, like that's not that's not how it works. If you get fucked up at a tournament or something happens, hopefully your nine to five has insurance has and you're going to medical. Yeah. Exactly. And then hopefully yeah. your nine to five, your day job can understand why you hurt yourself on some hobby during the weekend. So that, that's more of kind of maybe I'm, I'm why I use the term interfere. Um, sure. because if something, let's say bad happens, I mean, God forbid something bad happens, it fucks up your normal everyday life, not this fantasy paintball life that we live. Yeah. But I mean, it's paintball. It's unforgiving. It's pain- it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. I try not to complain but- too much about my age because I mean, <laughs> I feel young too, man. I like with jujitsu now. I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in good shape. Um, That's good. uh, Jiu-Jitsu is definitely not as hard on my knees as I thought it was going to be, especially compared to paintball anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do I, any type of other training too? No, uh, just, uh, just Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. I was, I've never been really big on uh, going to the gym or doing any anything like that. Like I've always just been active. I've always just mm-hmm. been wanted to do something, keep active, go for long walks in like this kind of probably sounds weird, but my wife and I, we enjoy taking walks in cemeteries. Dude, I know that. Yeah. It's so peaceful. Oh, it's so, it's so it's peaceful. Such a and it's like peaceful a, feeling. the vibe is cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've done that a few times. I got you. <laughs> yeah, we, we do it all the time where we're taking pictures and we're like, people probably think we're weird. Just why. But we had this one where it, um, it's, it's a super old school cemetery, but it's kind of sits off from the street. It's in it's pretty big too but like just kind of walking through and like just reading the names and the dates and everything and it kind of it puts you in this weird mindset you know of this like uh mortal mindset of where uh, you're like you, like a gratitude almost absolutely too, like, absolutely yeah. because you're reading i mean you're reading somebody who lived um 92 years old and they were born in 180 you know 1856 mm-hmm. or some shit and they were 92 and then you go over here and you read uh, you know a two-year-old who was born in 95 
mm-hmm. you know, and you, you go through all these things and you, all these emotions kind of run over you as you're kind of walking through. And then I also, I have my son there and I have my, my pregnant wife and we're all just kind of walking through and it's, it's a weird, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm thinking about it now. It's kind of get me all emotional. It's like, it's, it's a weird, uh, just kind of ball of emotion that you go through. And, uh, it makes you, it definitely makes you, it humbles yourself and, uh, makes you very grateful for what you have and, uh, and the things at least that I've been through. Um, I recommend people do it. It sounds fucking weird, but I, I definitely recommend not just because it's October and Halloween's my favorite holiday. I would do it. (laughs) I would do it year round for sure. No, I, uh, I love that and I appreciate you for that. And, uh, we have one right up the road too that has a Jimi Hendrix memorial in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so no, we, we legit go up there and walk around for the same thing. It's just like a humbling, just like you were just saying, just the vibe of it. I don't know. Yeah. Call it weird. All the listeners call it weird, but <laughs> me and Carl know what's up. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly wish we had more parks and more uh, more scenery, like it is up in the northwest. Um, we, cause we just love being outside. We love being outdoors. My son leave, loves being outside, you know, anything to get, get him away from wanting screen time on anything or even myself on screen time. I like anything to just be outside. I, I'm starting to, uh, I'm going to start bow hunting probably, nice. probably next year, but I'm going to start kind of practicing and, and slowly getting equipment. Mm-hmm. But, um, just to kind of bring it back outside and bring it kind of full tilt. And I think there's a lot of people are getting so involved in technology and everybody's wanting to code and this and that. It's like, some, I just, I need to do something to kind of just break free of that shit. I'm This is the first time I'm on Skype. Like I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> and Skype is probably, probably like I've had a few people be like on Skype. Is that still around? Is that a thing? I was like, I don't know, dude, it works best for me. And I, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. But, yeah, and Instagram. My my uh, my close friends give me shit all the time because I'm always posting stupid shit on there. See, but it's good though. Like I don't. And it, it creating content, creating content is definitely different than constantly taking in content mm-hmm. for sure. Like, and I'm not I'm there's not two, saying there's two sides of it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there there are definite you know definitely influential people online and Instagram or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of bullshit. And, but if you're creating more content, you're, you're at least being productive and creating content does not mean being a fucking troll and (laughs) going to, that's not creating content. You know, it's, it's doing, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. He can do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I enjoy, like I'm not, I, I probably don't, I'm probably not on Instagram enough, like uh, of of sharing kind of uh, my times with my family and and other things. I'm actually trying to do it more, but at the same time, I think I'm going to get rid of my Facebooks at the end of the year and kind of just kind of slim everything down. And, I don't uh, really like Facebook too much. There's just so much garbage on there. Yeah, not a fan. Not really a fan. So uh, this is a a. a a pre heads up to everybody. I'm probably getting rid of Facebook at the end of this year. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, and with mine, I feel, um, like with the content that I put out on Instagram, um, as I also continue on this journey of, um, doing my personal training, I'm a big, 
I'm really interested in like sports specific type of training. Mm-hmm. And so I like to get my creative juices flowing with like the movements and paintball is very un- um, unconventional. Yeah. Because like what you learn with like speed and techniques of agility and stuff like that changes when you put a gun in your hand. Right. You know, and the, and the separation between your upper body and lower body. So I get like real nerdy with like trying to like figure out ways to break movements down and train that way. And then so like I think coming up in 2019, want to find some way to bring more content um, just for to grow paintball as well. Like let people know like we're yeah. athletes out here doing work as well. You know, and so mm-hmm. if that's one thing that I can contribute, that's kind of where my social media goes as well. So I have, so I have an idea. This was kind of something that I wanted to do. I just don't think I have the time for it. Um, and I don't know if I'm gonna have the time because I have a second child on the way. So, um, congratulations! But, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh, what I, the idea that I had was doing just these little, not these super long like YouTube clips, but doing an individual drill clip and maybe even breaking that drill down into these individual things. So like, let's say I want to teach somebody how to hip slide into a corner or into a secondary or something like that. Like I would just do like maybe even a minute and a half, two minute Mm -hmm. video on proper hip slide. Mm -hmm. And then you can take that little clip and break everything else down that you would try and teach. And now that maybe that 20 or maybe that, that five to 10 minute video is now a two minute video or two and a half minute video. And then now you can have that much more content broken down and then it'll pop up. You can, you can, you know, uh, tag it with like hip slide, paintball, whatever. And that's a lot. I feel like a two to five minute video can be so much more impactful than like, let's say a 10, 15 minute video. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's it's kind of Especially the same thing with, with Instagram. The, the young kids' uh, attention spans. Yeah, feed <laughs> yeah, right I mean, into like, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two minutes, boom. Like yeah. anything longer than that, they've lost interest already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of have been gravitating towards that as well, um, kind of with just highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I take it even further back than the field and like what I do in the gym to enhance my movements on the field right if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm not doing so much of because i do get out of the field and uh, like to get creative with some of my drills with like resistance bands and stuff like that but i like to also uh, do all the mobility and like kind of explosive power drills that i do in the gym yeah and like how that transfers over to the field so that's kind of the direction that i was thinking for myself of going yeah i had this i had this one video i i I need to edit and post but it was called it was a a four cone drill and it was really just like it was a sprinting drill with uh because you know there's a lot of uh a lot of stopping like a lot of side um side movement stopping or Mm -hmm. cutting and everything like that and i and i kind of did about four different uh cone setups to where you would cut at each cone and and either you know cut to the side and then sprint forward or whatever and uh, i just never got around to like editing it and thinking about it now like i and i have this huge field like 10 minutes away that i could do everything at but real life just kind of swallowed me up 
I guess. But well, if you get a minute, you should do that, and then I'll watch it. <laughs> there's there's the motivation that I need. <laughs> well, hey man, let's um let's uh let's wrap it up. I think that, I think this was a great well, conversation, dude. I I, I think hey, coming on here, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm stoked that uh, that you reached out, and cool. um I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to get to know you. Right on, thank you. And I, anything, dude, anything, and I tell a lot of people this, you know, anything. I'm an open book. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, dude, don't be afraid to. You, you are now a friend, even if you know. I even if I didn't know you and you just messaged me, I would call you a friend. It, but having a conversation with you, it just solidifies that. So it's like, That's I enjoy. Awesome. I enjoy it, man. I'm I'm the same. So yeah, homies in the book. Write Hell it yeah. down. I'm doing it. <laughs> but uh, no, thanks for having me. Um, I was, uh, I was, I was um, telling my wife how uh, it was just like a pinch me, you know. I was like, "Oh, Carl got back to me. I'm doing it. Like, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> the hell yeah, man! It's a, it, everybody has a story, and that's that's why you know I love this platform. And you yeah. people, you get to hear people's stories because everybody has a different one. There, there are, and but what is what's nice is that they're all different stories with similarities. Everybody can relate. Everybody can relate to something. And, and that's really what uh from like for me too is just the, the relationships with people. So like mm-hmm. at the field, I'll come holler at you, man, for sure. Absolutely, dude. That's what it's about, you know, especially now in my time of day now. It's just like that connection with people. That's mm-hmm. what you live for. Yeah. Enjoy and cherish the friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, where can people find you, man? Where, uh, where, what social media platforms and uh, and and what are the names? Um, I'm at Patty Gleason, and that's P A D D Y. Um, and then Facebook Patty Gleason. Um, and then if you see me at the field, please just come holler at me. Say what's up. Should we call you Patty or call you Patrick? Uh, I go by Patty. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll stick to that one. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. That, as far as I've remembered, I've gone by that. Except my family members. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, again, thank you so much. I, I appreciate yeah. your time. And um, and I'll see you at World Cup. Cool. I'll see you there. All right, man. Have Safe travels. Time, man. We'll see you. Thanks. You too. Peace. Thank you so much, Patrick, for uh, for sitting down. I really enjoyed it, man. It was, it was amazing to hear your story. And... Uh, how about it, man? He just completely made a 180 on his life and uh, is now playing on a professional team, just happy as can be, and uh, just positive, man. I get messages from him now and, you know, just kind of, uh, just, it really motivates me. It, it, it really does. And um, I'm, I'm stoked to hear stories like this and uh, and to see the way that you know people's lives change for the good and uh have outcomes like this this is it's just it's amazing man um patrick good luck and appreciate you brother take care all right guys uh another big thank you to our sponsors planet eclipse uh check them out planeteclipse.com they have all kinds of markers over there like the uh the cs2 the emac the lv 1.5 um the lvr and you guys know the lineup, man. It, it, amazing people, amazing company, and I don't know where I'd be without them, man. They've they've been 
110% supportive uh, anywhere I went, and you know I, I couldn't ask for a, a, a better a better sponsorship backing from uh, from a company like this. So thank you, Planet. Also, Mike over at Charm City Paintball. Make, make sure you guys hit him up on Facebook or Instagram. Get some new headgear. If you play paintball, you have headgear. Get it from Mike. Uh, nothing better, man. Super sweet guy. Amazing company. Quality product. Charm City Paintball. And uh, last but not least, we are brought to you by Carbon Paintball. Uh, again, I wear all the, the SC base layers. Uh, I've seen the pack. I've seen people wearing the pack. Nothing but good things. The SC pack has the uh, the comfort air pad in the back that actually conforms to your back as you pump it up. Uh, super slim design, and it's for it's for the speedsters, man. It's speed loading. It's it's the loop design to where you don't have anything covering your pods, and they don't fall out. Nothing like that. Make sure you check them out, carbonpaintball.com. Again, guys, if you are going to go over there and check something out and go to the checkout, use promo code capital T-P-O-P at checkout, and you will get 10% off your entire order. Entire. Your entire order. So check them out, carbonpaintball.com. And everybody out there who is listening, thank you to you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening, man. It's It's been an amazing journey, and um, I will continue the podcast for as long as I enjoy it, um, and I, I enjoy it more and more with every person that I have on and every podcast that I do. So even though I may be retiring at World Cup, um, I, I still plan on doing this. I still plan on keeping up with the, uh, with the tournament game and, uh, and seeing what's going on. I'm gonna miss it, man. I'm, I'm definitely gonna miss it. But uh, this is something that will that will kind of keep me, you know, semi somewhat wrapped up in the game. So um, I hope y'all continue to listen and uh, and enjoy and give me feedback and all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much. Please again, do not text and drive. Keep your eyes on the road. Listen to podcasts. Uh, open your mind. Bring your thoughts out and. Uh, and live life. Enjoy life, man. Love y'all. And we'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.